I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, October 20th, 2022, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven months. Okay, Jay, so we're going to harken back to one of my favorite stories of the year. Do you remember the Super League, the breakaway European soccer league that only lasted about two days before being scrapped because of backlash from fans who at the time accused the billionaires in charge of trying to ruin their favorite sport to make a quick buck? Well, that league, they're back and they're now looking to break into the soccer world again. They've overhauled their playbook. They've installed a new CEO. And Jay, do you think it's going to last? I don't, but you said break into the soccer world again. I think you mean break the soccer world again. This was highly contentious and it didn't lead to riots, but they also weren't not riots. Jay, do you have a favorite Premier League or Champion League team? I'm a Spurs man. Yep, yeah, that all adds up. And then I, uh, my family hearkens from the North. And so I think I'm traditionally a Liverpool fan, but I really don't know. I, I actually don't have an allegiance. You just kind of pick, right? And so, yeah, I the Super League is fun. I actually like the concept. I think people who complained about it are wrong. Now I'm not a huge soccer fan, but it, like, it would be fun to have like just the top teams playing all the time. Like that's like a, a cool format, but I don't want to offend any of our, our European listeners. Jay, so <laughs> I'll, I'll cool off lots of listeners, Brett. Brett, aside from the Super League, which may or may not happen this time around, what do we have for Peak Calls today? For our first story, Netflix is back. For our second story, the inflation numbers came out and they're still not good. And for our last story, the global race for talent, it's heating up. For our first story, after a rocky year of subscriber losses and investor doubt, Netflix is back with ambitions bigger than a season premiere of Stranger Things. Or my preferred Netflix show, Selling Sunset. Now, here's what's driving the news. The streamer added 2.4 million subscribers last quarter, double what analysts expected, causing shares to surge and competitors to weep, or at least I assume so. It's probably more than Netflix expected as well. But Netflix generated about 6% more revenue than the year before, which was $7.9 billion, thanks to binge-worthy hits like Stranger Things and Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, which, by the way, is terrifying. I couldn't get through the first five minutes. I can't watch it. Too gory. I don't like it. Co-CEO Reed Hastings said at the company's earnings call, well, thank God we're done with shrinking quarters. I'm sure he is. Yeah, well, it's three months out. And this matters because Netflix's strategy of pumping out big hits seems to be working. Having the most much-watched content is a surefire way to get you, yes, you, hooked and off-rival services. Here's what's next. So to stave off those pesky shrinking quarters, Netflix is officially rolling out two money-making features. Money-making feature number one, Netflix will be the first big streamer to kick off an ad tier, yay, on November 3rd at the cost of $5.99 a month and features four to five minutes of ads before and after shows. I'm just going to pay the extra fee and not watch the ads. But the charges for extra users will also start showing up on your monthly bill in 2023, but you'll be able to create sub accounts priced at four to five dollars per password mooch, Jay. So if you're <laughs> I share my password with a couple folks and they're going to have to start paying <laughs> the password mooch. You think that's what they call it internally at Netflix? Yeah, maybe. I think that's a, an offensive term, if I'm being honest there. You know, we're just being generous. That's all. Fair enough. The company is also seriously exploring cloud gaming another potential audience generator, by opening up a new gaming studio in California. Netflix is not out of the woods just yet. Some critics are skeptical that the ad tier will drive growth and think it might just give current subscribers the option to pay less. Here's the bottom line, Brett. Last quarter's earnings prove Netflix can still grow, but the company's shares have still dropped significantly over the year. Fully capturing the past glory might take a bit more work. 
Jay, for our second story, it's another inflation report and it's another mixed bag of news. Jay, when will it end? I'm tired of talking about inflation. I'm tired of paying inflation, talking about it. I just want it to be over. <laughs> if you and I knew when it would end, would we be doing this podcast? <laughs> I no, don't know. We would not, Jay. You're Probably right. not. The annual inflation rate slowed to 6.9%, which is down from 7% last month, mostly thanks to falling gas prices, but it's still above what most experts expected. The core inflation rate, which excludes energy and food prices, actually rose to 5.4% from 5.3%. Now, a breakdown of cities and provinces shows inflation is highest in PEI in Manitoba, which is 8.4% and 8.1% respectively, while Newfoundland and Labrador and Alberta fared the best 6.1% and 6.2% respectively, followed by Quebec and Ontario. Maybe those Alberta ads were onto something, Jay. <laughs> and this matters, Brett. Higher than the 2% target rate inflation numbers make it more likely that the Bank of Canada will announce another 0.75% hike at their next rate decision on October 26th. Now, rising rates are already starting to take their toll by cooling the housing market and leading consumers to cut back on spending ahead of what's normally a busy holiday season. But let's unpack the issue of food inflation. Remember how earlier this week Loblaw announced a price freeze on no-name products? It turns out food prices are continuing to contribute to inflation, so a move that would alleviate some scrutiny makes a lot more sense. By the way, a Metro spokesperson chimed in to say that actually everyone freezes prices around the holidays. A Loblaw spokesperson denied it was an industry practice, but it sounds suspicious, Jay. <laughs> Whether or not the move was a big PR stunt or not, Loblaw maintains that price hikes to date are thanks to higher supplier costs for shipping, ingredients, and packaging. Now, next, as a parliamentary inquiry into big grocers' profits kicks off, supermarket CEOs will likely stay in the hot seat until they can explain, one, why the cost of groceries are outpacing everything else, and two, how they're achieving record profits while that's happening. There may be a bit of truth to the argument that profits are a result of consumers flocking to high-margin no-name products and high-priced pharmacy products, but only time and the parliamentary inquiry will tell. For our third story, in the global race for top talent, governments are bending over backwards to attract the world's most desirable expats with fancy new super visas and generous tax incentives. So here's what's driving the news behind this. Hong Kong is the latest locale to sweeten the pot for the best foreign workers by announcing a visa program that lets recipients live and work there for two years. Not the worst place to be. No, it's not so bad. The city state also announced relaxed measures and processes for companies hiring foreigners and tax rebates for foreigners who are buying their first place. Oof, it's still a hefty bill in Hong Kong. Also, in recent months, countries including Singapore, Germany, Thailand, the UK, and the UAE have all introduced long-term stay visas and or tax breaks for wealthy and or talented foreigners. I think emphasis on the wealthy was a good one there, Brett. Places are looking for workers, not just in much ballyhooed areas like finance and engineering, but in fields like agriculture, construction, podcasting, and even the arts. I threw on the podcast in there, best. Yeah, it's a much in-demand industry, that's for sure, Jay. But if it's your dream to take off, there are still strict, some would say impossible criteria to meet. Many places will only welcome six-figure earners with degrees from top schools like the University of Toronto. Again, I threw that one at the end as well. <laughs> and probably like Emory University in Atlanta. Well, for example, Singapore's new points-based visa system requires applicants to score 40 points based on certain factors. A Harvard degree gets you 20 points right out of the gate. Imagine just putting 20 points on the board right, right, right on the toss-up. And here's why it's all happening. A steady influx of foreign talent is needed for any country's economic growth. The pandemic caused a serious brain drain that nations are now trying to reverse. 
That's doubly true for places that had strict lockdowns like Hong Kong, which is part of why the city-state slipped down the international rankings for financial hubs. Now, in Canada, employers need foreign workers. See the revamped Temporary Foreign Worker Program that we talked about a few months ago. And Canada currently leads the OECD in keeping international students around. The bottom line is, given Canada's robust immigration projections, if we can actually process applications, it's in a better position than most countries to address future labor shortages. But that doesn't mean we won't start losing top talent of our own to the attraction of a new life and a new exotic destination. And, you know, it doesn't uh, hurt that there are all these new sweet, sweet tax rebates. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice, which is available in Singapore and other places, and leave us a review. Yeah, for our Singaporean listeners. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And go Raptors. Go Raptors. Go Raptors.